0: Hey everybody, what's up? It's Cynthia Sam here, and welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Hope you're having a phenomenal day, and uh, I'm really excited to get into our content. Um, I wanted to take this episode to just throw a little thing out there. Last month, I tried to do a meetup in Austin, Texas. I had a total fail. Um, I was not to blame, and I'm not going to point fingers. I'll just say that my flights did not pan out the way they were supposed to, and i um, Anyway, it just wound up being a flop. So, um, I'm gonna be back in Austin, Texas at the end of this month. I'm doing a seminar. I'm teaching a, a brand new mechanism or, or, or technique or tool, I guess is probably the right word, for helping guys get free of porn. Um, I've been working on this one for a while. I'm really excited about it. I think it's gonna have some incredible results. So, we're gonna do like a kind of a meetup to, to meet each other in person, which is super fun but then I am gonna really bring some value and give you a chance to kind of learn and a chance to grow. Um, if you're interested in joining that, you need to email us because it is a private event. We only have like a few spots. We're gonna do this in like a really intimate setting. Um, and I just can't make it a public link. I need you to actually email us directly. So if you're interested, you live in Austin or you wanna to drive to Austin, um, it's gonna be about three hours altogether. Uh, We're going to have dinner, Uh, I'm going to do some teaching, I'm going to walk you through this incredible exercise, and you're going to expedite your recovery process while getting a chance to meet other guys doing the same thing, and of course, you're going to meet yours truly. So if that's of interest to you, you can email podcast at satheasam.com, I'm going to put that link in the show notes here, podcast at satheasam.com, and like I said, that'll give you a chance to um, just say, hey, I'm interested in this. Uh, Can I find out more information? And at that point, uh, we will then send you the details. So podcast, that's at theasam.com. I'm super excited. I I mean, I hope that as things grow, we can do more of these because I'm getting chances to travel a little bit more now. And to me, like, I mean, traveling is fun. Like when you get to go speak at an event or, um, you know, go to a business mastermind, whatever it is. That's super cool, Uh, but the idea of getting to meet you guys, you know, listeners of the podcast and my own clients, to me that's like, there's nothing better than that. So um, that's super fun and I want to let you guys know about it. Um, I think that's it. Uh, I think that's it I need to cover before we get into today's episode. So um, this episode is titled Anticipatory Expectation, The Root of All Addictions, I'm going to start by just saying I have a little bit of a bone to pick with the term I've used here. Um, And I'm going to explain why I would use a term that I don't even fully, like, I guess, endorse. The term anticipatory expectation is actually a redundancy as far as I'm concerned. You're basically saying the same thing with both words. But um, if I could use my own term, it would be excitatory expectation. But um, this is not just some arbitrary term, this is actually a psychological term. Um, it's actually more of a, a neuroscience term. And um, yeah, I'm, just, I'm not gonna mess with what the neuroscientists are discovering. So the term we're using is anticipatory expectation. You're gonna find out why I kind of have a different slant on it, and I think that's a little bit redundant. Um, but more importantly, you're gonna understand how this concept ties into addiction and that's whether we're talking about porn, video games, sex, gambling, alcohol, drugs, cigarettes, whatever it is, anticipatory expectation is at the root of all addiction. It's at the root of you know, people's addiction to their smartphones, to social media. I mean, the list goes on. You know, People can be addicted to all kinds of stuff. Not all of it is clinically diagnosable, but at the, the crux of all of it, if you kind of distill what they're really addicted to, it's not actually the behavior, it's not actually the substance. What they're addicted to is anticipatory expectation. So we're gonna talk about all of this today, but um, I, I wanna kind of frame it in a, a neuroscience-like because that is sort of where we're coming from in, uh, in the content uh, for this episode. So you have this tiny little structure in the middle of your brain called the nucleus accumbens. Okay, and this part of your brain is responsible for motivation, and it's what drives you to do big things. Like, when this part of your brain is active, and it is active for a wholesome purpose, like you know doing well in your work, or starting a ministry, a creative endeavor, uh, whatever it might be, the nucleus accumbens is what drives us to do really powerful things. And when we are motivated, the nucleus accumbens is active. Now, what makes it active, or, or um, when it is active, rather the byproduct, is the synthesis, uh, not actually the synthesis, but the secretion of dopamine, which is sort of the primary excitatory neurotransmitter in your brain. It's, it's the chemical that sort of is responsible for a lot of the, the happy... Um, positive feelings that we kind of get in our brain, a lot of it boils down to dopamine secretion. Now, there's lots of other neurotransmitters. Uh, neurotransmitter, by the way, is a chemical in your brain. There's lots of other neurotransmitters that are also responsible for our well-being and our happiness and positivity. But dopamine is kind of at the center of all this. And when you are motivated, okay, if you can just think, think about a time you have been motivated recently, maybe in a relationship, maybe at work, Uh, maybe in your spiritual life, Uh, think about a a time where you were motivated recently. Neurologically speaking, the nucleus accumbens was active. It was releasing dopamine every time that you, I don't know, made a move towards a girl, Um, every time that you spent time reading your Bible and praying. Whatever it might be, whatever was motivating you, whatever your ambition was, the secretion of dopamine by the nucleus accumbens was at play. It is, it is always in the mix when we are motivated and driven to do great things. So, addiction, when we are addicted, the nucleus accumbens becomes very active because somebody who is addicted is unbelievably motivated, right? They're motivated to get their substance, to get their hit, to get their, their video game or to get that win uh, on the roulette table, like whatever it is, people who are addicted are motivated. And that motivation is again driven by the anticipatory expectation that is caused by the nucleus accumbens. Now I'm going to talk about anticipatory expectation in a minute, but I want you to understand kind of what's going on at a neurological level. Now, of course, um, addiction kind of reveals how motivated we can be, because um, if you think about some of the measures you will go to when you really want to watch porn, when it's really on your mind and it's kind of overtaking you, think about the, the kind of levels that you will go to get your hands on it. it. It's absolutely crazy. That That again, it just reveals how motivated we can be. And of course, on the flip side, when this area of our brain is um, not stimulated or understimulated, when the levels are low, then we are unmotivated. We become very lethargic, very apathetic. So high levels um, of, of stimulation of the nucleus accumbens are gonna lead to addiction and the like. Now, what I want to think, uh, or sorry, what I want you to think about is how when you are highly motivated how willing you are to sacrifice even the good things. I mean, really think about it. Like, really think about what gets shelved when you are in the heat of those moments trying to get porn. Maybe it's your work. Maybe it's a date night. Maybe it's a commitment with some friends. Maybe you promised your kids you'd go play with them or you'd help them with their homework. Maybe you had a call with a buddy what gets sacrificed? Because see, this is sort of the hallmark of addiction. It's one of them at least. It is that you are neglecting commitments. You're neglecting the things in your life that are supposed to be enriching it so that you can engage with something that you know is completely toxic. It's the great paradox of addiction. And a lot of it boils down to the nucleus accumbens. Because when the nucleus accumbens is especially activated, very little stops you. Now, whether it's activated because you're pursuing a goal that's going to enhance your life and better society, or whether you're pursuing pornography, the nucleus accumbens is driving that motivation. So when you have a super stimulus, right? Because, I mean, you can take porn out of, out of the, the picture. But there's other stimulants that we can have, like even just um, eating chocolate. Like if you love sweets like me, you know, eating dessert. It, it, that can be actually very motivating for me. That's like, I sound like I'm addicted to sugar. I probably am. But, you know, it, it, it kind of gives off this illusion, right? That, like, that sugar can be a, this incredibly motivating thing for me. That's, that's actually the truth. That is the reality. But sugar is not that stimulating. Like, I mean, it is, but it's nothing compared to porn. So the reason that you might be doing things that you thought you would never do and saying things you thought you'd never say and and turning down things that are good, you know they're good for you, but you'd rather watch porn. It's actually because you're wiring a part of your brain to to be engaged at a very highly motivated level this is the impact of porn and super stimuli in your life now years ago they did a rat experiment and they basically gave um, the rat you know two different bottles to drink from and one was a, a very pleasurable solution it had a lot of sugar in it the other one was just water and of course um you know with time i'm sure you all know this experiment But they basically, um, they got addicted to the sugar water. And so it was all sugar water, all sugar water, all sugar water. And what it showed, what it revealed, is that too much, okay, too much of the immediate pleasurable stimulation, so too much of them just being like, oh, I want the sugar water, boom, I, I tap the button or whatever it was, and I can get the sugar water that actually became such a problem that these rats were killing themselves. They were having so much of the sugar water, they were actually dying. Now, anything that takes place in a rat's brain at least has a parallel to the human brain, okay? They don't function the exact same way, but genetically speaking, rats are very similar to humans. Um, And if you're not of a science background, you probably think I'm just full of it, but that's that's actually the truth. It's why they do so many experiments on rats and mice, um, because as mammals, they just they're they're similar enough from a DNA standpoint, and of course they're easier to experiment on than um, other mammals. I suppose that that maybe we would think are are more like humans, like a, a chimpanzee or whatever. But rats are easy to experiment on, so that's why they're usually uh, the laboratory substance. <clears throat> so. The rat experiment shows that these guys are willing to drink the sugar water. They love it so much. It's so pleasurable until it actually kills them. And in a lot of ways, humans are actually not that different. Now, what the research shows, and I want you to listen to this really closely, what the research shows is that too much immediate pleasurable stimulation undermines the self-control circuits in the brain. Too much, immediate, pleasurable stimulation undermines the self-control circuits in the brain. And that's what's happening in these rats. They, they probably know they need other stuff. Even just the water in the bottle, the next bottle over would be good for them. But the, the pleasure, the, the draw of that high stimulation is so alluring that they, they relinquish the little self-control they, they might have. And we witness this in humans all the time. If you analyze your viewership or pornography, I can guarantee you there have probably been seasons, maybe not porn, maybe it was masturbation or some other sexual misbehavior, I can guarantee that the immediate pleasurable stimulation of that activity undermined self-control in yourself, self-control within you. It likely stopped you from doing the thing that you knew would have been better for you because it was so desirable in the moment. Now this takes us to the actual heart of the matter which is anticipatory expectation. Anticipatory expectation is the simple idea that you are not actually addicted to porn. You're not actually addicted to alcohol. You're not actually addicted to drugs or gambling or video games or sex. What you're actually addicted to is what's next. See, what actually drives the nucleus accumbens, the reason that we are motivated is because we are anticipating something. could be anything, but we're anticipating something coming up, something, whatever it is that thing that's next. It's why when you open uh, your browser just to watch porn, you probably open up a bunch of tabs. You find this, you open a new tab, this, open a new tab. Why, because you wanna have things next. You wanna have them sequenced and lined up so you can watch one thing, and once you watch that one thing, you're gonna go to the next thing. I'm not sure who, who it was that said this, but um, in theory, The perfect match for a sex addict is a fellow sex addict, in theory, because if if what they really need is sex, then they should get married to a fellow sex addict so they can have all the sex they want together. But of course, it doesn't work that way, because what they're actually addicted to is not sex. They're addicted to what's next. Anticipatory expectation. And this is why finding meaning in life and building healthy, grounded, long-term relationships goes a very long way because your desire for what's next is now channeled into other areas of your life that are more beneficial both intermittently and long-term. So if you want to fight addiction, you must understand anticipatory expectation, and you must understand that it is the thing that is driving your behavior at a neurological level. And all of it boils down to this little structure called the nucleus accumbens. So what do we do with all this? That's that's kind of what this... Leads to, I suppose, like, hey, Cynthia, thanks for like the super depressing talk about how messed up my brain is. Really glad I know that, and I guess you know I'll just go and continue to have this overstimulated nucleus accumbens that just leaves me stuck for the rest of my life. No, 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 no. no. If you're thinking that way, you haven't listened to this podcast enough, because what we know is that the brain can be rewired. The brain is plastic; it is malleable. And whether you're eight years old or you're eighty-eight years old, your brain can change. It's simply a matter of finding healthy ways, healthy ways to get these needs met, healthy things that you can be motivated towards. Um, You know, one of the guys in in our group coaching call this week uh, was sharing about how far he's come, and he was kind of just reflecting back on you know, just the change that's happened in his life and, you know, how much he's grown and, and, um, and how much he's learned and some of the, the risks that he's taken. And, uh, you know, he said that a year ago, he was so risk averse, especially in his work life. He could have never dreamed of starting his own business or quitting his job or anything like that. He was just so anchored to his, his work and the salary and everything else. And um, just a couple months ago, I think it's been two months now, he has been doing his own thing full-time. He quit his job, he decides to start his business, and the guy is going for it. He's on fire, he has unbelievable levels of confidence, and these are things that he did not have a year ago. And what he's done, it's not that anticipating things is bad. In fact, what I would like to argue is that it's necessary. But what we wanna do is we wanna find things that are deeply enriching our lives, things that are meaningful that we can channel that uh, anticipation can't even talk anticipation towards that's what we're trying to do here so every time that you go out for a drink with a friend every time you watch the game with the guys you know every time that you choose to have a, a more vulnerable conversation with your significant other every time that you get out your journal and you have a little dialogue with god every time that you pray and that you worship Every time that you write down your goals and your dreams and your ambitions and you start to imagine what they look like, every time you make a plan towards them, every time you you hire a coach or you hire a consultant or you invest in a personal trainer, I mean everything that you're doing in that realm adds value to your life, it adds meaning and it allows you to channel your motivation towards something that's actually going to serve you. And if it serves you, it serves all the people around you. So in your pursuit of freedom, I want to remind you, my dear friend, number one, you can do this. Number two, find things in life that are meaningful. Because the more meaningful something is, the more likely you are to experience anticipatory expectation towards it. Now, if I could um, if I could come up with my own term, if I was a neuroscientist and I was coining this whole concept, I would have probably called it excitatory expectation, because um, anticipatory expectation, you can actually anticipate bad. But nobody gets excited about bad things. So I think that's where it's like it, it, to me it's it's not the best term in the world. I would call it excitatory expectation. And I'm mentioning that now, in case you still need some help brainstorming, what it might look like. What are what are some things in your life that actually excite you? What what are some things that are going to keep you motivated? See, because if, if you can kind of turn this thing on its head and let's say for you, you know that if you get free of porn, you're going to be a better husband and a better father and that means you're going to have better relationships with your wife and your family. Okay, let's say that's the goal. Guess what? It, when you become motivated to to do that, to have the better relationships, to be the better husband, to be the better father, when that's your motivation, you're now motivated against pornography and against anything else that could interfere or hinder your pursuit of those healthy relationships. So that's, that's how powerful it is to turn this thing on its head. But it, it is all the more reason for you to find out why you want to get free and to make sure that you are integrating into your life things that are deeply meaningful. And if you're saying to me, Sathya, I know this. I, I'm doing this, bro. I, I'm already doing this. I can guarantee you there is an area that you have been avoiding that in your heart of hearts you know you probably should have been doing it a long time ago, but it's too much work, it's too much effort, it costs too much money, it takes too much time, and you've been putting it off and trying to get by without it. That's the thing that you need to address now. That's the thing that you need that's going to enhance your motivation towards the goal, towards the destiny, towards the dream, and away from porn and all the other sin that is trying to entangle you and keep you behind. So if you think you're already doing this and you're still not getting the results you want, then you have to confront the areas where you know you should be doing it, but you've been trying to get by without it. And if you can do that, my friend, I'm telling you, you will become unstoppable. Because what we know is that the nucleus accumbens is really powerful. And when it is harnessed and channeled in a really godly way, Unbelievable things happen. So that's everything for today. Um, if you're interested in learning more about this kind of stuff, I highly encourage you to look it up. I I, I didn't find any resources that really nicely summarize all this material, but if you type in nucleus accumbens in a search engine, YouTube or Google, you're gonna get some good information that will help you understand this, and really a lot more detail. This was just kind of a, a little bit of an overview. And uh, I wanna let you know that if you're struggling, and maybe you're looking to get some some help. Uh, you know that you can't do this on your own. Uh, we set aside time every week in my schedule specifically to speak with guys like you that, that are serious about getting free, that are looking to commit to a program. So if that's you, you can head on over to my website, follow the, the links uh, for coaching to book a free strategy session. I'd be happy to do that. And, um, and I really look forward to connecting with you there. And if not, I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. You can rate it, you can review it, you can share it. Uh, anything that's going to help you uh, get the word out to people that might benefit and ensure that you keep getting the same great content so you can live a life of confidence and integrity. It's going to be well worth your while. Thank you guys so much for listening. I wish you an incredible day. And I'll talk to you guys very, very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's Sophia again. Thanks for listening to Unleash The Man Within. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a rating or review on your podcast platform. Now, I wanna take this final moment to invite you to something that I'm really excited about, our deep clean VIP community. Here's the deal. We saw that in this space of manhood, sexuality, and faith, there are a lot of unasked questions. They range from relationships to sex to male anatomy, calling, career, and everything in between. We create a deep clean VIP for men like you who want regular coaching from me, VIP access to our podcast guests, where you get to interact with some of the world's leading experts in men's health, a monthly seminar, and a community of men from around the world pursuing success in life and integrity in sexuality. Deep Clean VIP provides answers to your deepest questions, hope for a full recovery, and the necessary tools to make that full recovery a reality. If you're ready to take things to the next level, I want you to stop what you're doing right now and sign up for deep clean VIP at www.sathiasam.com slash deep clean VIP. The link is in the show notes, but let me give it one more time. That's www.sathiasam.com slash VIP. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon.